right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Cocktail Culture with Citywide Liquors. I am Daniel, and this week uh, we're going a little different. We're hopping into uh, some canned cocktail culture, uh, still cocktails, so we're staying along those lines. I've got Nate Howell here. He is the Director of Sales for the Great Lakes region of Cutwater Spirits. As you see in his background, he is in sunny San Diego currently. <laughs> How's it going, Nate? <laughs> good, good. How are you? Good, man. I'm doing well. Good. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's get right into it. So how long have you been uh, in alcohol sales or in the alcohol world in general? Uh, you know, really, it's it's really been my first, the hospitality industry was really what I got into mm -hmm. after high school mm -hmm. and part of the workforce. Um, yeah. I went to school at, at Purdue and mm -hmm. needed a part-time job. And crazy enough, the place where my dad worked at at Purdue uh, 30 years before I was there, he was a cook at one of these bars and restaurants and, and same owner. And I went in and was like, Hey, I need something a couple days a week. Right. Can, you, can you help me? I was like, yeah, of course. Um, and so kind of went from there and bartended for a while and, and did that and uh, ended up actually moving to San Diego, working for a hotel company in, in the hospitality industry. And uh, Got married, had our first kid out there, and you couldn't really live the, you know, the bartender sort of bar and restaurant <laughs> right. lifestyle anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> got into the distributorship, so worked for uh, Young's Market out there, uh, a wholesaler. Um, we had our second kid and had the opportunity to move home, which is Northwest Indiana. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife's from, well, I'm, I'm from Fort Wayne, but my wife's from Highland, so we settled near her folks. Yeah. And, uh, right, yeah. And- I totally uh, understand it's, it's great. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah. but then, but then got with another wholesaler breakthrough beverage there and, um, kind of long story, full circle, uh, mm -hmm. the opportunity with Cutwater came up. So having worked in San Diego and know those guys, um, now working for the distributor that we were going to be working with through Cutwater, it really all sort of made sense to hop on board with them. And that was, uh, January of 2017. Okay. Uh, so yeah. With them since then. Awesome. So do yeah. you know, were you fairly familiar with Cutwater before, I mean, like when you lived in San Diego? Yeah. So previously it was Ballast Point. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously they have multiple breweries, tasting rooms, great mm -hmm. food. And so mm -hmm. they were definitely a, a well-recognized brand and, and following. So uh, really familiar with them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The big, uh, what, one of the what was it at, when they were purchased? Was that the largest purchase of like a I brewery? Don't I believe know at the exactly, time? but it was wild. Yeah, it was. I think it was they were the big. first to go for a billion, maybe like the first one was just like over a billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is insane for breweries, and now it's like every brewery. It seemed seemed like uh, at that time, then every small brewer was like before who wouldn't sell out. They're like, yeah, I'd sell out for a billion. I think uh, if I, <laughs> you're like, well, you make you know you know, a thousand barrels a year. So maybe not yet, but we'll not see. quite <laughs> there for some people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah. what's great is those, those guys who started Ballast Point and, and founded it are still part of what we're doing today. And, you know, so that, that innovation and that uh, sort of leading the pack mentality is still there. And that's, I think why we're in, in such a good position with how this category is growing now. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I say they know how to watch the market and move it forward. Uh, I mean, to, not to go backwards, but uh, give a shout out to was that in Fort Wayne where uh, you first started bartending, and is if is uh, the place still there? Yeah, it, it's not still there, but it was okay. in, in Lafayette, Indiana, near, oh, near okay. Purdue. There, near Purdue. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, awesome. um, right. really, brother. Shout out for any anybody listening down down there in Lafayette. Right, definitely. I'm sure. I'm sure they're That's great. Well familiarized if they're watching this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, through you, 
you were at Cutwater, you said since 2017. And um, so that means uh, in 2019, when they were purchased or at least partnered with uh, Anheuser-Busch, have you seen any changes in that besides like distribution footprint and whatnot with the company and how they've been able to grow? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's, it's all been good things that it's really the mentality we've had is we've got our big brother on the playground with us now. And so mm -hmm. to your point of a distribution footprint and attention and focus, all that stuff is, is great, but, but even further than that, it's, um, you know, the marketing piece and the, the venue opportunities and some of these larger scale opportunities that um, were struggles for startups and still are for people who don't have that sort of big brother protection <laughs> on the playground like, right. we, like we do now. So a lot of resources, um, a lot of support through, through Anheuser-Busch, and we really are happy with the transition. It's been really nice. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Do you, so, um, have you seen some, some trends going upward? I know I have on the retail side, but, uh, since like hard seltzer, everyone's doing that. And then, you know, white claw, truly all those. And then people sure. are like, Oh, what's this other thing that, uh, you know, we so aptly put pretty close to them on the shelf as to, to show people, Hey, what about, you want to try this? How have you guys seen that, uh, that the seltzer growth, uh, affecting your growth? Um, you know, I think there's it's a high tide raising all ships for the most part with just mm -hmm. quote unquote, a canned anything category. Right. Uh, even, even craft guys with all their all, yeah. almost a hundred percent transitioning into cans, mm -hmm. uh, canned wines, um, you know, a, a bunch of different, um, canned beverages yeah, at this for point. Sure. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, it's not um, a bad thing. No, it's not at all. It's, it's great. But I think what's even better is now that there's, there's become, I guess, subcategories or, you know, really sort of categories themselves where, uh, especially with us and, and some of the competition over the last three, four or five years, it seems like there's every week or every month there is a new brewery or distillery, distillery releasing a canned spirit-based mm -hmm. cocktail. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so you're almost having to, for you, you know, reset the store and almost yeah. isolating these two as separate categories. <laughs> like, right. And it used to be, you could sort of blur the lines. Everything's in a can. It's all good. Like, mm -hmm. but I think as, as it just becomes much more of a, of a regular, almost normalized category, um, you'll see them start to separate themselves just almost by defaults and, and number of competition in the category. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely like uh kind of, I think we've, I know I have when selling to people, you know, like positioned it as, an alternative to a seltzer. I mean, at least we're looking at uh, say Cutwater vodka sodas, the, uh, the vodka lime and the grapefruit as well. Like both of those are great. I mean, I think they're better than the seltzers I've had. I feel like some of the seltzers have a little kind of obviously when it, you know, when the temperature goes anywhere above refrigerator temperature, you start to get that like FMB, uh, that, uh, like maltiness to it, sure. or just like, it doesn't, but I feel like the, uh, the vodka sodas and stuff, you're like, no, no, this isn't tasting like a vodka soda. Like it is that, and it is, it really is along those like, uh, LaCroix lines or anything like that, where you're just like, it's 5%, but then you do have some crazy ones like the white Russian and the bloody Mary, which are, you know, like legit cocktails where there's what I mean at 14, 15%, that's like two or, I mean, that's three ish shots of right. you know, ethanol in there, you know, of, of the alcohol in there where it is more like an actual cocktail you'd get at a bar. Um, don't know yeah, exactly I think that where that's, I was going with that. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that, that to, to that point, that's really the, the seltzer world and the F&B is, is essentially, 
you know, flavored beer in a sense, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. it's, and, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just sort of matter of fact. I think there might be a little perception that it is vodka or something along those lines, but, but that's really where we are trying our damnedest to prove that, Hey, (laughs) we, you can see it behind me, our, our state of the art facility where, you know, vodka, gin, rum, whiskey, we're making the mixers. Um, Yusef, one of our founders, part of who bow, uh, bows points, is going down to Jalisco and working, you know, with the dist, uh, distilleria down there for our tequila. Um, so, so ideally, it's just more of an evolution of, I don't even want to say education, but just awareness of what people are drinking. I, I think you saw it with the beer world. You're seeing it um, now with canned cocktails where people are slowly but surely really caring more and understanding more mm-hmm. about what they're drinking. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and with, as you say, as, as I'll refer to the picture behind you there, uh, say, I mean, you're, you're all the glass there. It's just showcasing like, no, no, we are distilling. Here's a still. You totally. can see it. It's bright. But like it's 40 right foot here. copper column yeah. still behind me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's what, you know, we are clearly making this. It's not any kind of tricks or anything like that. And I mean, yep. as you said, with the tequila, um, like that's, I'd say that's our best seller is just the, the tequila margarita. And, uh, like that's, I, I'm more of a Paloma guy myself and I love the Paloma. Me too, guys yeah. make. I'm a huge grapefruit fan. You throw a little salt on there. Perfect. But, um, so like with, uh, the new and also like new flavors, we just got in recently the white Russian, we got in the long Island iced tea. We also got in the uh, mint mojito, uh, yep. which I have yet to try, but that sounds delicious. Um, do you know of any new other new flavors that are on the horizon? Yeah, so we will have a mango margarita coming uh, the first week of February. Uh, and I think for us, that's a perfect balance of a little bit of innovation and, and off the beaten path, but the, the recognizability and sort of piggybacking off of the margarita that mm-hmm. is our number one skew. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's the number one cocktail in the world. So right. obviously it'd be our number one <laughs> yeah, yeah, skew. Yeah. But yeah, that one is, is awesome. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. So yeah. we're, we're stoked about that one. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. I feel like those, those tequila ones, they just they go down too smooth and it's just a nice little uh, change of pace from the vodka sodas that other people are drinking, but you do have yep. those vodka soda variety packs that we've been, we've been moving a lot quickly, a lot more quickly too, just because awesome. people want to try them all. Like it's, it seems like in, you know, a, a ripe to be picked area of just like, Hey, we have all these flavors. So, and to, and to that point, that's sort of something we did, you know, adapt to with the seltzer world and sort of understanding what the consumer is trending towards and it's trying new, new mm-hmm. things and variety packs themselves. You know, we're not reinventing the wheel with a variety pack, but right. it's, it's definitely something that people love to go, you know, I would say go over to somebody's house and bring it over, but even come home and try a few things, but right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think the six packs instead of doing 12 packs or whatever, like are a lot smarter that way or you sixes or eights, whichever six they and were. eights. Yeah. 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 Te- tequila six and vodka's eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say so try all the flavors. I mean, I recently saw, um, just kind of popping up along, uh, in beer Twitter recently, uh, they were like, someone put out the question to a lot of craft brewers saying like, all right, everyone who's doing these like mix packs, these 12 pack variety packs for small brewers who aren't, you know, who aren't revolution, who aren't, um, you know, these other huge larger breweries who have these canning lines and whatnot, who can 
pack their own variety packs and whatnot. Like they're like, is it worth it for you to take all these six packs, break them apart, build them into 12 packs, like the manpower and whatnot to actually like physically build all these packs and put them together? Like, is it worth it? And a lot of them are saying, yeah, like it is to like- Absolutely, we are still hand, we're, we are hand packing the variety packs at right. water still. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, and so that, to that point, I think one thing that's cool and, and I know we've done it a few times and, and other places have done it and again, sensitive to- what's happening but you know use the use your fans to kind of hey we're doing a packing day who wants to come in and right. pack up some some cans we'll pay you in a couple variety packs but yeah. you know obviously with everything happening that doesn't make sense now but yeah we we do it ourselves all by hand the, mm-hmm. the six and eight packs and i think it's worth it definitely to get people to try those new brands that maybe yep. have either fall into the wayside or just people haven't oh i don't you know i'm, I'm gonna go with the one i like and i know i like well you you know might find a new favorite um so like, as for, uh, the new cocktails coming out, we talked about that. Um, what is a cocktail that you coming from bartending that you love, that you like to make, that you think would be great in a cutwater can? Mm. I would love you to know, see more whiskey. Yeah, we, we, well, what's unfortunately the whiskey lemon tea was my favorite one. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. we did stop making that one, but, um, you know, we, we do a lot of R&D at mm-hmm. Cutwater specifically. So the cold brew was an R&D project. Mm-hmm. The Mai Tai was R&D. Um, you know, I'd love to see something a little bit more co- or continued in our sort of tiki Southern California tropical vibe. So mm-hmm. maybe like a pina colada or, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe an alternative flavor of margarita, something like that. But um you know, I'm not too picky. Uh, I love, <laughs> to your point, I love the Paloma. Yeah. Um, I love our spicy Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for, for making drinks, I love making the Negroni. I actually have the stuff yeah. to make a Negroni tonight for my wife. She loves them. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you guys should team up with, uh, with Campari I don't think on we that. Could, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'd do 12-ounce cans of Negronis. That right. wouldn't last very long. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, for sure. I th- I was thinking about this as I was writing the question and I feel like one that wouldn't be too, wouldn't be too tough, uh, might be like, a, you know, depending on preserving it in the can, but maybe like a Manhattan or something like that. Cause it is already like, you got some vermouth in there and whatnot, but also that's a pretty alcoholic cocktail. So it might yeah, be like you'd have doing- to sort of reformat <laughs> it as, you know, maybe it's little six ounce or eight yeah. ounce packaging, something like that. But I think once you get into a 12 ounce all 100 percent booze cocktail yeah yeah you see some of those um uh, i I know they popped up on the internet maybe 10 years ago but it's like canned scotch that they sell in like europe and you're like that's 12 ounces of you know 50 proof alcohol ready to go yeah (laughs) who's just gonna drink that whole can because once you open it it's i think that's kind of why bombers have kind of gone away from beer it's like i don't want to commit to 22 ounces of a 15 percent you know, stout, like give me a 12 or something like that. I think people, or you can share it a little bit, but you know, in general, totally. the alcohol world, people have moved away from that a little bit. Yep. So, um, so when you're not drinking cut water, what else do you like drinking? I mean, what are you making cocktails nothing, for yourself? You nothing at all. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to say brands, but you know, are you making, you know, you have a bartender background, are you making yourself cocktails at home or are you, uh, no, we really, you know, we really, um, uh, big red wine drinkers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, I, I will drink wine. I'm not much of a beer drinker. Um, mm-hmm. not much white wine, really, really red wine or, or bur- cut water, you know, our bourbon, our tequila and cocktails. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been 
we we get them and i feel like we need to get more of the uh the liquor brands on our shelves for sure we do so i well think you guys do have the, uh, the american whiskey the devil share that does mm-hmm. pretty yep. well for you guys and yep. so i think we have so the rum as well yep yeah definitely no that's uh what's your what's your varietal on red wine you doing specific region pretty, no light pinot noir you know nice. zen if i'm feeling classy but yeah <laughs> um pretty pretty standard yeah no definitely yeah. that's awesome yeah so uh with with people changing their habits uh with covid and whatnot and uh, not going to the bars as often clearly uh but also maybe they like cocktails but they don't have the knowledge to make that or the want to buy three forty dollar bottles to make one cocktail how have you guys seen seen a change there yeah i think um yeah with to, to your point with bars and restaurants um you know not as as busy or as prevalence, you know, it's, it's, and people are tired, you know, they're, they're worn out, they're at home all day, or they're mostly, you know, kind of just sticking to themselves. I don't think people want to go out and spend 50, 60, hundred bucks on uh, uh, ingredients to make a cocktail. They're happy to have a margarita they can pull out of the fridge mm-hmm. and drink, you know, you don't have to pour it over ice. So for us, the way that the buying trends and sort of um, retailer and bulk buying, you know, you're doing your once, a week run to kind of get everything. Um, it's, it's been a silver lining for us again, because people are just, it's easy. It's simple. Um, you know, you're not, it's not a lot of touching or interacting, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's been a nice, um, silver lining with this considering the situation. Yeah, definitely. I feel like lots of breweries and brands have had to adjust what they're doing. And I mean, even just the, I mean, the like aluminum shortage that happened semi-recently because everyone totally, I mean, we, we would, we are not immune to that happening either. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that that is one nice thing with being under the AB umbrella now is we do have some protection and buying power with aluminum, but Mm -hmm. I mean, even to their point, you know, bigger companies are still having issues like that. So, right. Yeah, definitely. Well, also you have that, uh, the innovation. I know it's, uh, I mean, depending on I guess this would be great year round in San Diego, but it's a little cold now, but uh, we do, we did recently get in the, uh, like the push pops in our store as well, uh, with the, the different cocktail, um, like frozen. Those are <laughs> going to fly. I mean, as soon as yeah. it's back to being nice again, those are, that's, that's, it could potentially become its own category with the way that people yeah. are producing them. And mm-hmm. I mean, we see, and maybe I'm just hyper aware of, of, seeing them because of ours but right you know i feel like i've seen multiple brands out here in the last few months and and half a year or so yeah i say i mean i feel like it's kind of a different thing like doing it's just the same like we had seen before uh like there was like an like a flavored malt beverage fmbs of them where like dailies was doing some and there were some sure. brands i think seagram's was doing some for a little bit but that was maybe what, 2012-ish, where I was seeing them there on the shelves, maybe because I was working for a distributor at that time and stocking them, so I was seeing them more. And, right. uh, you know, cleaning up uh, red junk off of packages when one in a box, that was not an exciting time. But these are some of the ones that I've seen, actually, that, like, look the best to me, like a gin melon cocktail, like the vodka mule. Like, again, these are actual alcohol in them. Like, you're not using a malt beverage. So, like, do you think there's, there's more room in that category to to like expand and do other kinds of like, you know, do little Italian ices you could sell at a, at a ballpark or something. So, so two things. Uh, one is we actually do have a 
tequila variety pack coming out um, that'll probably be out beginning of March, which is the lime margarita, um, peach, pineapple, and strawberry. No, mango, pineapple, and strawberry. No peach. I'm sorry. Still, um, sounds awesome. I just imagined that there was a peach. <laughs> I was wishing that there was a peach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, so still continuing to innovate within that sort of subcategory of the ready to drink. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, to your point um, of, of venues or events or outdoor festivals, concerts, where it's a little bit easier to buy a freezer pop for maybe five or six bucks than it is to maybe buy a full cocktail at nine or 10 bucks. Right. And it's a lot more refreshing. Um, you know, you feel like you're getting better value. So maybe you buy two or three of them. Uh, so, so yeah, there's, I think there's a, uh, the adult lemon ice or Italian ice. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 How do you, um, do you happen to know off the top of your head, how much, like, uh, I, I haven't done a ton of research into it, how much like alcohol it equals. I know it's gotta be tough with the, the freezing aspect of it too, but like each, the push pops, you know, they're, they're pretty decent sized, you know, and a normal, uh, plastic cut off the top popsicle size. Um, do you know what that equals say in a, in a beverage or anything? I can do the math quickly here. So it's <laughs> our cans are 355 mls, mm-hmm. and we have it. Let's say it's the uh, mule at 7%. Right. That's 1.75 ounces of vodka mm-hmm. in that can. So almost mm-hmm. two full ounces. And the sleeves are 100 ml, mm-hmm. so it's probably not about a half, maybe a half a shot of vodka in yeah. 100 ml. Mm-hmm. So yeah. still probably 30 percent right. vodka. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's still not yeah. bad for sure. I mean, it's still what? Yeah, like half a drink, kind of. You know, a quarter of a drink, but you're not a. It's also a popsicle, so it's not. It's also a popsicle. <laughs> when you buy a when you buy a case, I think. Yeah, well, I know they're cases of twelve, mm-hmm. and you sell, you know buy them for twenty three, twenty four bucks. So it's two bucks mm-hmm. a pop. It's not. Yeah. It's not, that's not crazy. No, I say that's what I know. That's what we have in the store. At least we've got like the uh, the tube of uh, of the variety pack, and they all. Yep. They all sound really good. Maybe I need to take some home. I'm not going to date this by saying when it is, but I need to take some home soon. And just uh, I'll just just need one of those pictures where you toss it out in the snow and I don't need a cooler. I'm just going to put this out in the snow for a while. Perfect. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to cocktail culture this week. Also watching, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please check out our four locations in the South Bend, Mishawaka area. Uh, You can also find us on social media for all our new product updates. Uh, We are Citywide Liquors on Facebook. We are at Citywide Liquors Mishawaka on Instagram. And also we are at Citywide Liquors on Twitter. Also, you can uh, follow us on Untapped. We have a Citywide Liquors uh, libation connoisseur badge. So if you check in your beers on there, you will be able to uh, get actually win free prizes. There's no purchase necessary on this. We're keeping it fully legal, uh, but you can win prizes for checking in your beers and earning those badges. Uh, Nate, this has been so good. Thank you so much for doing this for me this week. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Hope to see you soon. Oh yeah, definitely. Have a great week. Thanks, Dan. Bye. Thank you.